Hey, Lattice Podcast, Lattice Podcast on the internet. Uh, my name's Raja. How do I usually open this? Really? How do I usually? <laughs> yeah. Um, Are you serious? Oh, I'm feeling it, Mr. Krabs. I'm fucking feeling it, Mr. Krabs. Hey, welcome to welcome to Lattice Podcast. If you're not if you're not familiar with this whole thing, maybe this is the best episode for you. So let's just jump right in. No, you know what? Why don't you tell people what makes this episode special? Oh my god, I am, like, really high. So, we took a plane ride from New York City to the middle of the desert in California. I don't know what it is about California, but they have, like, perfected the art of getting you fucked up. Yeah. Like, this state, I don't know what it is. How can a state with such bad taxes be so based? Like... it not only is the weed like a hundred times stronger here than anywhere else in the goddamn like i have had illegal weed legal weed in multiple states nowhere has gotten me like as out of my skull as like for a very little amount of money as anything from a dispensary anywhere located in california (laughs) second of all did you know that california you can buy liquor you can buy hard liquor there are no liquor stores you can like buy it from a walgreens yeah it's like in uh What's it called? The place where they have uh, New Orleans, New Orleans. Yeah. You just buy that like hard liquor from a gas station. <laughs> and now because, but most of the stores last time we were here kept it locked up, right? So you'd have to call somebody over. So it was still kind of out of the way. But now since the formula shortages, all the stores around here have had to take the liquor all out of the cabinets and move the baby stuff in. So the lockaway place. So you can just walk in, grab like a handle of vodka and just run out of the store now. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. That's pretty great for us. We don't have a baby. Last time I was here, I stopped at this gas station and I went inside to get a snack or something. And the guy behind the counter was selling, like, if you bought a lottery ticket, he would give you for an extra five cents one of those little shooters, like, that you bring on the airplane (laughs) of liquor. I know the gas station across the street from where we're staying in the desert has those little fucked up shots that are like, we'll sell you 12 slippery nipples. <laughs> what are they? Because remember, the, the, like they all have those 1970s names. Like, we'll sell you 10 redheaded sluts for $12. Oh, yeah. Those little plastic things. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, I think the last time we had those was in Orlando. And I remember yes. Claire Isabel because I remember drinking and being like, oh, that was much more fun to look at than it was to taste. But like a redheaded slut, I could still identify things I don't want to have in my mouth mouth so oh my God. no two out of ten would not recommend so rancho you decided that you wanted to get super baked on your second birthday episode yeah and you know what serious i almost we of course we will be we promised greer i think what was the vote it was more greer did that win i got literally a single vote for no more greer let's stereo us <laughs> off the hook every comment texts emails Everyone wants the rest of this story. I knew you were going to win. I just thought it might be slightly closer. I'm surprised you got one at all. And whoever that one guy is, I hate you. No, No, I'm just kidding. I begrudgingly respect you. (laughs) 
Well, All I was right, like going to so, say, yeah, no, but if I did get banned, if I did get banned from talking about Russell Greer, I almost did risk it all. So rest assured, I'm saying this will not happen, but I almost risked it all to talk about this fucking thing you people keep sending me. Please, okay, please stop sending me the I want to be the next SNL cast member guy. I know he was in that thing with Nathan Masry. It's very funny. I've seen it, and I watch it every day, and I watch it before I go to sleep, all right? We'll talk about it, I promise you, but don't expose anyone else to his crap. Because you know why? Because the more we spread this shit around, ironically, the higher the chance he actually gets to go on SNL. And I do not want that to happen. Is he going to get on SNL? I, see, it's interesting. There's only like two outcomes from this. Either he gets on SNL or an actual new SNL cast member makes fun of him. Essentially like crushing his dreams twice. <laughs> like not only are you not on SNL, but SNL is making fun of you. Oh my God, I would pay money to see that second one. But this is what I wanted to talk about because I have an impassioned plea. Now, I don't know. Oh, speaking of that SNL cast member song, I have something funny to tell you. Um, so I don't usually talk about this very much, but I did go to high school in Los Angeles. Yeah. Some of the people that I just happened to go to public high school with, like their parents worked in entertainment. So through like the web of nepotism, I am still sometimes in contact with people that are kind of pretty up high up on um, like shows rosters and like positions that aren't important. So I was talking about this uh, song on this Facebook group the yeah. other day. And somebody was like, I remember, oh my God, the, this girl that I went to high school with, she, her dad was like the assistant to uh, what's the name? The SNL, like, Hey there, what's the name of the person? Lauren Michaels, Lauren Michaels, like the second in command, personal assistant to Lauren Michaels. And the guy no longer works there, but he still like has the uh, like contact information for them. So I sent her this thing and I was like, yo, has your dad like seen this? And she says, you know what? Uh, it's really funny that you bring that up because I also showed it to him and uh, he took it into the office and he showed it to Lauren Michaels. And it's so funny. He's like, what do you think? Like, what should we do about this guy? And uh, Lauren Michael killed himself. <laughs> Is this a good... This might be a good time. Just in case anyone hasn't heard it. You've got your phone, right? Yeah. All right. Can you just play some of the song? Okay. And set it up. What the hell are you talking about? All right. So there's this guy named, I believe his name is Jake Novak. His name is Jake Novak. Jake yes. Novak. Uh, Jake Novak has about a quarter of a million. No, that's not uh, fair. Like 300,000 followers on TikTok. Not bad. He writes parody songs. Uh, this is actually the second time I've organically come across Jake Novak cringe. So uh, take that information and do with it what you will. <laughs> so sometimes on Instagram, you know how when TikTok first was a thing, you could like duet other users. Yeah. And like half of the screen would be like this girl being like, yeah. And then the other screen would be like a guy being like, yeah, come on. Girl. And like you would do these cringy things. You'd like do songs together. You know Is that no longer a thing? Don't do it anymore. I mean, people who are not cringy ass millennials don't do it, but Jake Novak does. I d wow. Okay. I didn't know duetting was now no longer cool. Listeners, see, you are learning something from listening to this show. Yeah. These type of duets ironically are funny. Okay. Like, like <laughs> When a, like, I like duets when the lady, like somebody comes on and says, boys, if you've never seen a woman and then it cuts off, I'm like, no. And then, and then the okay. Video ends, like, that's funny. Okay. They, don't, they don't do it unironically anymore, though. But Jake Novak does. So uh, 
Jake Novak duetted some cringy millennial song. Like, there's apparently a whole fucking Grand Canyon's worth of garbage millennial cringe music out there, which is why I would like to make an impassioned plea that we please, please, please do not meme Jake Novak, because this is, like, I think socially irresponsible to reward this type of behavior. Interesting. So you're thinking it'll be, like, kind of like the next Trump or the next Morbius, like... We're going to meme this guy right onto the season premiere of SNL. You're worried about yes, this. Yes, I'm genuinely worried about it. And let me tell you, you mind if I, you mind, y'all mind if I wild out real quick? <laughs> You've been, I'm, I'm not kidding. You've been wilding out for nine minutes. There's <laughs> no stopping you now. Shit, okay. So millennials, like me and you, everyone who, anyone who knows what a juicy drop of pop is. We <laughs> 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 need to have a conversation, okay? <laughs> Because I keep seeing this thing. I keep seeing this thing of millennials getting on the internet and acting like they're fucking ancient because they're pushing 30. Like, you got, you guys know that that's not old, right? You know the people in Sex of the City were like, what, 45? You're not a dying corpse. After, well, after you turn 30, your price of your health insurance doesn't skyrocket. And you need to stop acting like it is. I fucking cannot stand because every fucking time I see someone my age like... You can pull my skinny jeans off my dead body, millennials. You're you're acting like a Karen. Like you are. Like eat boomers are better than that. Like you'd never see a boomer open like their high school yearbook and say, Wow, you could rip my pompadour from my cold dead hands, you dumb kids. Like, don't get defensive. They just laugh. They're like, Yeah, we look fucking dumb. Ha ha. That's not in style anymore. It was cool then. It's not anymore. Like, stop. You can't act like this. I don't think Zoomers have anything against side parts or skinny jeans. I think they just like winding up millennials because you guys take the bait. You're very, very sensitive. Not as sensitive as boomers. But us boomers have just been beaten up for so many years that we're just used to being called old. Yeah. Whereas like millennials, I think this is like your first taste of being called old and you don't like it. Oh, no, we we absolutely hate it. And you know why we hate it? We hate it because uh, like we don't have any of the fun parts of being old. Like, like a house or job security? Right. Like what am I going to do? Scream, get off my lawn at no lawn? <laughs> We can't be being poor is cool if you're young. Yes, being it poor is. Being poor and old is depressing. Yes, That's why it we're is. so mad. Yeah, you can't be bohemian in your 30s and 40s. Yes, you can, and I'm going to prove it. Oh, never mind. There's a thing where millennials are pretending like back in my day, and they're pretending to be old. And it's like, that's my thing. I am old. I'm turning 40 any second now. There's like a rose in a castle that's about to lose its last petal. And under that is Asterios' Coconos' hopes and dreams. You guys can't take... That's all I have. All I have is being like the cringe boomer. If millennials become cringe, what what happens to me? I mean, millennials are cringe, but boomers are cringe in a unique way and i somehow think that millennials being millennial cringe is worse than being boomer cringe. you're goddamn right it is you fucking hufflepuffs <laughs> you fucking side parted skinny jean hufflepuff fucks right why yeah. don't you go play dungeons and dragons you play watch dungeons stranger dragons, things you fuck yeah but we don't make our whole personality like you motherfuckers oh do. you don't do you millennials the you give a millennial a Dungeons and Dragons book, they're going to take 50 selfies with it before they even crack it open. Bro, there are not enough drugs in the fucking world that can convince me that millennials are more intertwined, their DNA is more intertwined with D&D than Gen Xers. You guys are the D&D people 
the, you know, they're like the alpha nerds. Like every stereotype is built off of Gen Xers being unironic fucking nerds. Yes, we play D and D. You guys pose with D&D books, and that's what I don't like. You fucking cosplayers, like, doing your little TikTok dances and being like, I'm a bard, I'm a bard, I got plus three in the yard. Like, stop it. I hate it. I hate it. That's not actually a thing, is it? You know, I thought if I talked about it passionately enough, maybe you'd believe me, but I genuinely don't (laughs) know. Because every time I see D&D on Twitter or Instagram, I just close it. Kind of like with this... I want to be the next SNL cast member thing. Like I've been trying so hard not to watch it, but no matter what platform I go on, I get just a little bit more of it and a little bit more of it. And pretty soon I'm going to have the whole song. It's like a cancer that's metastasizing in my brain, like a computer virus that's uploading. Like I'm Johnny mnemonic, a reference you don't get. And by the way, you, your generation, better not be making references that the next generation doesn't get and being real pleased with your references, okay? Because that'll be worse than what happened to Babylon 4 during the Vorlon Shadow War. Is that a reference? Of course it's a reference! That's all I have! You guys can't take that! Hang on, cut this out. I gotta look up a reference. Okay, I'm not cutting this out. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah, Okay. All right. Yeah, no, I was right. I should have just went with the first thing I, I was going to say. Well, get ready to go from metabol or me, get ready to go from malignant to catatonic. <laughs> because okay, just- those aren't I mean, <laughs> one can be in a catatonic state and not necessarily in malignancy like these two. Yeah, they're well. similar, but not the same. <laughs> Well, why don't They're you... both bad. How about that? They're both bad. Well, why don't you leave a fucking voicemail about it? Because now we're going to listen to the I Want to Be an XSNL cast member. Play the stupid song. It's your goddamn microphone. We're in a little travel setup. So, like, this is the best we're going to do is you literally play it into your microphone. Fair enough. Fair enough. I have it loaded up already. I want to be the next SNL cast member, and here's why I should be a contender. Hi, Lord Michaels, I'm Jake Novak, and I know that you're feeling the heat because your roster lost Kate Kyle, 80 MP. Hit stop, please. How much did that phone cost? <laughs> I I think this is like one of the newer ones. I remember paying like $1,000 for oh, it. Oh, that's one of those with the three cameras? Yeah. Okay, I'll Venmo you $1,000 if I can smash that phone against the wall right now. I'll Venmo no. it to you straight up. No, I have so many memories on here. Yeah, and unfortunately there's one I want to destroy. Please, 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 you have you have to this is He's like Min Win Well Miranda I mixed didn't, with Sammy Berg. He's like Lynn Manuel Miranda mixed with who? Sammy Berg. He said he's a nerd that is passionate about rapping. I don't know who that is. Oh like because like Andy Samberg. I don't know. Here, you want to see the picture? No, I face? no, I don't. I don't. This is just this is new. I hadn't heard the Lin Manuel Miranda part yet. You don't want to be comparing yourself to Lin Manuel Miranda. He's very cringe. Oh no! Did he get me too? <laughs> we love that thing with the what is it? The Hamilton. We love the Hamilton thing. But it, we're done now. You haven't made something else that's as good as Hamilton. Now we all just kind of have to wait for you to come up with something else. Or 
you can die. Yeah. That's the other thing you could do, Lin-Manuel Miranda, but until that happens, I'm sorry. You gotta just get out of here. Uh, Although, can't... you don't want to compare yourself to Andy Samberg. That guy's also uncool. The guy that made, like, 14 seasons of Brooklyn. Have you seen one episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Never. I actively avoid it. And you know why? Because those people are cringe. They're very cringe. It all looks cringe. It all looks cringe. He specifically, I don't mean to spoil anything for you, but he does mention he wants to be the next dick in a box. <laughs> Great. Great. <laughs> a song that premiered, what, 10 years ago? 11? No, long, probably longer. Look, we all love that Joe Truglio is getting a regular paycheck, okay? We love it. We all love that Pembleton from Homicide is like playing the same character but in a comedy. Very funny. And again, you see these references? This is my turf. I swear to God, millennials, if you start making hyper-specific references to Stranger Things that your nieces and nephews don't get, I will find you and I will kill you. That is my thing. Don't take my... It's all I have. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess you can keep it because fucking millennials, what you think? You think this is funny? This is fucking cringe. We need to collectively stop it because you know why? Because now I am literally seeing, like... Gen Zers saying that 26 is old. Like, they think that they're, when they turn 26, they're, like, old and cringe. Like, I saw somebody saying something like, oh, my God, I can't believe uh, you're 26. I thought you were uh, 19. It's like, guys, no, she's 20. She looks 26. That's what a 26-year-old look like. Someone said you look 19 and you're no. complaining about it? No, and I'm also not 26, brah. You look very young. Um, What was I going to say? Yeah, SNL cast. You think you can get out of this by uh, compliments? It will get you. Flattery will get you everything said russell greer our next uh topic after this so you might as well just get through it i was hoping we were done he got an open seat and i feel loud to be feeling it because when it comes to comedy songs i kind of been killing i went backwards i'm a rapid rhyming hammy nerd like lin-manuel miranda mixed with sammy Berg. but haven't you heard i'm more than a rapper i'm an actor too so here's a couple of nice guys getting their jackets after you after you after you stop it stop it stop it stop it stop it stop it let's Here's what might distract you. I read an article about this guy on Yahoo.com, which is great. And the article was titled something like, Internet split on I want to be an SNL cast member guy. And is like, okay, I don't think the internet is split. I think everybody hates this guy. But the Yahoo.com article brought up that this guy was regularly releasing a new song every week. He's gone completely dark on social for three weeks. Oh, no. He knows he did bad. He's unironically hurt. Yeah, and yes. he can't take it down because that's admitting defeat. Yeah, no, no. Well, if he took it down, that would just kind of extend the news cycle because it would be like, oh, he did do something. <laughs> he did this one thing, and now, and now it's all backing up all over the place. <laughs> it would end up like in the Library of Congress. Somebody would like encode it on a laser disc and put it in a rocket and send it to aliens so that like 45 million years from now, they'd be like, this guy sucks. Yeah, uh, I saw, I looked up the comments. I went specifically to, like, I found the video on TikTok because I wanted to read the original comments. I think the top one right now is, LOL, I feel like this hurts your chances. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, uh, you know, alongside the classic, this makes me want to kill myself. Yeah, that's there a lot. I, I mean, a lot of people, though, are saying, like, this could definitely be on SNL. Because SNL fucking sucks. So it's like you're insulting two things at once. Zoomers, very efficient. But here's what I wanted to bring up that I think might distract you from playing the rest of the video. Think about how jealous Nathan Masri is of this guy. 
Even though this guy is being made fun of, destroyed, Nathan Masry can't tell the difference between good and bad attention. So Nathan Masry, every time he opens up his phone, is seeing all this. And the other day, Nathan Masry really acted out on Twitter. And I think it's directly because of this. Really? Yeah. Now, before I get into that, would you like to explain? And I want you to explain because you're size balls. Yeah, I am. Would you like to explain how Nathan Masry and Jake Novak are connected? Okay, uh, I will explain. Okay, Nathan Masry and Jake Novak are connected because they were co-stars in a short film, probably produced by Nathan Masry, um, called, what was it, Ahmed and Eric or something? It was about a Palestinian man named Ahmed and a Jewish gentleman who meet in a deli and fight over the last like thing of hummus. And it's about, it's supposed to be like about the Israeli Palestine conflict. It's very cringe and it makes no sense. Just like everything else Nathan does. All right. So here are some of the tweets that Nathan made, like kind of the day this went viral. Uh, He tweeted hashtag Justin Trudeau should be punished for killing babies after 12 weeks of pregnancy. Did you know Malik Al-Mulk blows life into a baby on the 12th? He just told me, no abortion after 12 weeks or else don't fuck to satisfy your Lucifer desires. Exception for high health risks strictly. This got no likes. But it did get four replies. One of them was, remember when you were a fun, goofy Garfield Quixer <laughs> restaurant account? Nathfield responds, speak for yourself, you goofy, envious troll. That was just a tester. Wait and see. Meow. Wow, this is barreling towards Chris Chan much faster than I expected. He's and this isn't he got he got really political a couple of days ago. Uh, he started talking about, quote, the LGBT and how they're too sensitive. Oh, yeah, here we go. Hashtag LGBTQ is becoming overly sensitive and I must toughen them up on a podcast, comma, a not a hashtag non-binary doesn't speak to their brother because he refuses to help and pick up their suitcase upstairs. It's a pity. Not talking to a sibling for three days is punishable unless they were abused. Hashtag G's. What is he talking about? <laughs> wait, does wait? Do you talk to your siblings every three days? Because I sure don't. I definitely don't. It's oh, and then he wrote, "G's people are jealous much." Dot dot dot. Let the whites live. Okay. <laughs> And then after all this, he wrote, attention, Nathfield's Twitter account has been compromised, sending out tweets acting as if they are the views of Nathfield. We suspect it is the infamous troll pig bill. Stay browsed. Oh, okay. So this was all an elaborate uh, publicity stud. Mommy, I guess you got it. We're talking about it here on our show. I mean, damn. Joke's on us. Gorilla mind. (laughs) (laughs) No one can go up against it. (laughs) (laughs) It's the power of... uh, God and our anime and Malik Al-Mulk on his side. That's a lot. That's a lot of power from one failed Canadian businessman. All right. I have a game for you. Let's play a game. Um, you tell me a joke. And if I laugh, I won't make you listen to the end of this uh, song. Just play the stupid song. Stick in a box. Uh, not literally. Obviously, I just I really want to give you the next big thing. Oh, God. Dear Mr. Michaels, won't you give me a chance? My melodies 
say, did I dive or get you to bite? Maybe we could try it live on a Saturday night. So check my feed. You'll agree where I should be in September. Right with Colin Keenan, Chloe, and Bowen as an SNL cast member. You did it. See, that wasn't so bad. Let's watch it again. <laughs> I'm very upset by what I saw. <laughs> okay. Very, I don't like it. I think this is the worst thing I've ever seen. It's so bad that it's made me feel bad for SNL and Lorne Michaels. <laughs> the only saving grace is that no matter how bad I feel, it's making Nathan Major feel worse. And because Nathan Major is probably watching this, he's like, damn, his science is too tight. <laughs> Incredible production value, a wonderful song. I mean, he just do through and like pins comments from blue checks. They're like, ha ha, Hamilton vibes, like cringy millennial compliments. Wait, so, Novak's doing that? Yeah. Oh. So Nathan probably goes on there, like scrolls through all the pinned comments. It's like, oh, this guy has so much success. Yeah, he's like, I have Hamilton vibes. I have the most Hamilton vibes. <laughs> okay. Malik Al-Malk will punish you. All right. I don't want to live in a world where this keeps going. Like he did the right thing. He went dark on social. You made cringe. We've all stuck your face in it. Don't make cringe again. This is what you get for expressing yourself, okay? Yeah. This is what you get for chasing your dream. Us boomers gave up on our dreams a long time ago. Hey, listen. Everybody posts cringe sometimes. Everybody loses subscribers sometimes. It's okay. Not like this. Get back on that horse and keep writing songs about, oh my God. I think the next time I have... uh. A, some type of control over the show. I'm going to make you listen to the other time I organically came across this guy, which was somebody sent me a video making fun of him, of him duetting a song about a girl saying, if you're my boyfriend, then you got to get rid of your Xbox. And he made it like... Now, I'm, now I know that you're stoned, so I'm just going to let you know. We've already talked <laughs> oh, about this. Fuck. If you want to just play the song now, because now that we've mentioned it twice, I feel it's unfair to the viewer. Nah, just cut this shit out. You don't even want to hear it? No. It's that bad. It really, like, legitimately does hurt me. Well, then I think we have to hear it. Okay. All right. You asked for it. I'll see if I can find it. Oh, how about I want to get canceled funny cancel culture song? Yeah. Okay. For years I've lived in Hollywood, hoping to become a star. Please stop, please. I I don't even want to get to the premise. I can't even handle the setup. Listeners, you know this, obviously. But the thing that comedy songwriters do where it's like three regular lines and then the fourth one is the turn. I can't even make it to the turn. I've crashed my car. Like, starting my car, an Irish car bomb has exploded my car. You lost me in the first three notes. Well, if this were Russell, you're lucky this isn't Russell Greer because that's literally discrimination. Like, dude, no one knows who you are. They won't cast me unless I'm famous. But till they do, I'll still be nameless. I'll never make it in this town. But then I came up with a workaround. I want to get canceled, and everyone will know my name. He looks like an uncooked chicken wing. He's, there's something particularly bad about this guy's face. Can you pause this? Okay, so he said that. You heard him say he wants someone to say that he something bad about him, right? Yeah. I feel like I'm justified in saying this, having this been established, that he looks like the type of guy that takes it really, really, really poorly when women turn him down for things. He 
does look like he has no chill. You're right. He looks like the kind of guy who, when you block him on social media, he makes eight more accounts and he writes you things like, just talk to me, okay? Yeah. Like, uh, just like it blocks you and then unblocks you to send you like a flurry of cocaine texts and then yeah. blocks you again. And then comes back and is like trying to apologize later. It's like, buddy, I'm listening to this and I'm listening to these lyrics. I'm thinking, I don't think you should tempt fate like this. You look like if we could open up your, uh, like if the FBI gains access to your OkCupid okay messages from a couple years ago, I don't know what we'd find there. He, and again, he asked for this. He did ask for this. Yes, he did. But it's like, if you're a failed entertainer in Hollywood... And you're pretending that you'll get canceled. Aren't the chances 50-50 that you're going to get canceled without this silly song? <laughs> like, just like, you just go about your day. You'll eventually get canceled for your thoughts and actions. Also, you're not famous, Poop Stain. You can't get canceled. What are you going to get canceled from? The Buffalo Wild Wings? <laughs> Anyway, speaking of getting canceled, you want to find out how uh, Heidi Swift, or Heidi, I almost said Heidi Swift. I'm so high. I called her Heidi Swift. How Heidi Klum is going to get canceled because she is ableist. I would love to hear how Heidi Klum is going to get canceled because she's ableist. And we will listen to this right after the break. All right, do me a favor. Yeah. While you're high, do a commercial for the poster and stickers. Okay. The, uh,. Is that, do they still have time to sign up for that before the end of March and they yeah. get all four of them? Yeah. All right. Coming in. Here, can you clap for me? Yeah, absolutely. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the commercial. It's the loudest commercial. The loudest commercial on the internet. It's our sub show. It's like when there's a TV show within a TV show. So this uh, podcast within a podcast is just about our merchandise. You got to head on over to patreon.com slash Asterios to become this is the month to become a member of the $15 sticker club for just $15 a month. Normally, you just get one sticker, one exclusive sticker. It comes here for a month and then it's gone literally forever. It's a magic drop item exactly your collection will never ever 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 be complete no matter what unless you sign up right now but now is a great time to get started because you get four unique stickers uh we got the better call Saul stickers i think we got uh whatever the fuck we decided to call uh the cringe uh what's it male soul thing the poster uh what are the other stickers you're this high yes you're really this high? Yes, bro. Do you know how many times... I mean, okay, so there's the one with me covered in cash. Yeah. There's the one with you as the roulette dealer. And then the poster. And then the poster, which is signed by you and I, right? Both of us? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we've, you've, you know, you helped come up with this plan. I did. It's really good. And the poster has got everybody. It's got me, Asterioswick, Thoughtcops, Nico, and then a little Porg, and Jinjo, and Mimi. Everybody's there. You did? Wow. Good job. Yeah. You named everyone. Fuck yeah. It's a good poster. Patreon.com slash Asterios. Well, when do, is there a deadline for this? Fuck yeah. You got to be in by July 31st. You did it. I did it. Oh, God, yes. When you said the month, it sounded painful coming out of your mouth, but you did get it out. Thank you. Thank you. And to reward me, head on over to patreon.com slash series. If you don't have 15 bucks, that's okay. You just get $2. You get a bunch of bunch of bonus episodes. We've got uh, CWC. We've got a bunch of garbage. We got finished up Palette Swap Month, so you can see all, all the mixy-matchiness. Patreon.com slash series. Are you proud of yourself? 
Like, what do you mean? That you did the whole... You pretty much did the commercial, even though you're stoned out of your goddamn mind. That probably made no sense. It made sense! Listeners, I'm sorry that that made no logical sense. What I'm realizing is... Super Stone's Rancha is not that different from Reg Rancha. Yeah, you know, I think you're probably right. Because I was reading... I was on the Psychonauts wiki last night. And I was reading through drug... Side effects. Is that why you were out in the living room until three in the morning? Yeah, I mean, okay. I was also getting really high and doing that. Got it. But did you know? Here, tell tell me this isn't shit. Did you know on uh, if you take a benzodiazepine, like if you have panic attacks, the medication that they prescribe you for panic attacks, some of them have the side effect of making you think that you're sober. What? Isn't that fucking wild? That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Like, apparently, uh, things like, ooh, what's the, it starts with an A, Ativan. Yeah. Ativan, one of these side effects is even at very high doses, when you're, when you are presented with obvious evidence to the contrary that you are clearly intoxicated, apparently people, some people are just convinced that they are completely sober, which is like the opposite of alcohol. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> if you think it, it's real, right? If you think you're sober, you're probably sober enough to drive that car. <laughs> Even though you're 12. I mean, so if you take 12 Ativans, does like one get you high and then one makes you sober? Is it like a switch you keep turning? I think if you take 12 Ativans, you die. I don't know how many Ativans. I don't know. I think the normal dose is like one milligram or something. I don't know what Ativan is. I know it as a reference. That's good. It's good. Is it good? No, not really. Okay, I don't know. I mean, maybe not because maybe I'm just one of those people who doesn't know. Maybe I'm... <laughs> Wow, what a shitty experience. Okay, all right. Or it's not the opposite of alcohol, it's the opposite of weed. That's what I bet. It's like, right now, I feel like I am incredibly stowed out of my mind. But then if I, like, were in a Taco Bell right now, I could probably hold it together enough to get food and then nobody would, like, look at me and be like, oh, that person's stoned. No, I think they would know you were stoned. But also, the thing is, like, if you're in a Taco Bell and you're stoned, you have a serious incentive to get your shit together for a couple of minutes. Yeah. If you can just say the things and give them the credit card, you get Taco Bell. <laughs> like, And sometimes you just push buttons on machine. Like, you don't even need to talk to a human. I love the machine so goddamn much. I know I'm not supposed to like the machine. I know the machine is going to take people's jobs. It's so nice to just push the stupid buttons and, and then walk up to a person and have the person give me the food. I really don't think the machines are going to take people's jobs. I don't think so. I honestly don't think. If those machines were going to take people's jobs, they would have taken people's jobs by now. These machines suck. They're always going to suck. They're always going to be shit. They suck so much cock. And in addition, because our McDonald's does have those machines. Yes. And you ever been to our McDonald's and see someone not also behind the counter at a register? Yeah, I know. And our McDonald's is always backed up no matter what. There's like Four screens and three registers, and they still it still takes 20 minutes to get your food. Mm -hmm. Speaking of machines, Russell Greer is a lawsuit machine. He sure is. Did you fucking notice this? Last time on this show, you left off with Russell Greer having served America's Got Talent a lawsuit in Nevada court. 
I believe you have their response to Mr. Greer's legal antics. Correct. That's where we're starting off today. Okay. So uh, Russell files this lawsuit by some miracle of God. It passes the sniff test and makes it to America's Got Talent. Most of the time they don't ever reach their intended targets. But that's neither here nor there. So AGT eventually does respond. And they really had no reason to go this hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is why I'm one of the main reasons i wanted to talk about this is this company this like billion dollar corp conglomerate had no reason to lay russell out <laughs> to fucking dog walk him like they do in this uh legal document but they did like they even say at the beginning they're like hey we could just do a like the main argument here is the arbitration thing like you agreed to arbitration we're going to arbitration but also like this is who we're dealing with <laughs> just so wow. you know okay I'm going to get started here. There's a bunch of documents that came with the AGT filing. I'm pretty stoned, so if I miss something, leave a voicemail about it, I guess. But this is the main response. We're getting into AGT's big, like, their primary response. All right. Introduction. Plaintiff Russell Greer is an individual with a documented and admitted practice of trying to use the judicial the the judicial system to get the attention of female celebrities. True. This case is no different. As Greer asked the courts to order Heidi Klum, one of the judges on the popular television show America's Got Talent, to watch Greer perform a song that he wrote about her. The merits, or lack thereof, of Greer's complaint, however, are not currently before this court. Rather, the only issue before this court is whether Greer should be held to his agreement to arbitrate any claims arising out of, like, that's what I was saying. It's yeah. Like, yeah, this guy's a huge asshole, and we could, we are just going to talk about the arbitration thing, but also he's a real, like, shitty person just in general. Cool. Uh, factual background, and I'm skipping all the arbitration stuff because of that. Okay. In 2021, Greer auditioned for season 16 of America's Got Talent. Second commandment of play. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Hang on. Sorry. Let me start over. Each season of AGT features contestants performing various talents before a panel of celebrity judges. To compete on AGT, contestants first audition. After the audition, contestants may be selected to advance through the competition and potentially appear on the television, one of the televised rounds of AGT. Before auditioning, as, as considering... Yeah, it's kind of hard to read this while you're super stoned, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Do, is there anyone who may have told you that maybe this would be a bad idea? I don't think so. Why? Do you have anybody in particular... You know what? Just throwing ideas out there, seeing what sticks. Keep going. Just Keep that. reading this thick legal document, Rancho. <laughs> By the way, what gummy did you take? Uh, it was the Car Carvasa Pink Lemonade. It was a sativa. It made me absolutely lose my fucking mind last time we were here. We were watching. Remember that one night we were watching Zumbo's Baking Competition? Yeah, I, I like did. could not stop laughing yeah. like, to the point where I was having trouble breathing. Yeah, you almost died. <laughs> Because <laughs> you found, because you just liked how New Zealanders talk. Anyways. Please keep reading this document. Stop, you're making it worse. Keep going. Before auditioning, and as a consideration for being considered for the show, Greer agreed to the terms of an audition, uh, blah, 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 the agreement. And as an audition, Greer performed an original pop song titled Walks Like Heidi Klum. So I guess confirmation it was that song. Okay. 
Heidi Klum is one of these celebrity judges. Like most contestants, Greer was not selected to advance in the competition. Greer, however, did not accept this decision gracefully. Greer first repeatedly begged that Marathon... <laughs> begged! Oh, that's great! <laughs> repeatedly begged that Marathon reconsider its decision and that he be permitted to, quote, sign a contract with AGT to perform on the show in 2022. After Marathon refused, Greer commenced this lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Greer requests an injunction and no other relief. Specifically, in his own words, the injunctive relief plaintiff requests is an order that Fremantle and Marathon place Greer on America's Got Talent for the 2022 season for the celebrity audition round. Uh, that is, Greer asked the court to order Heidi Klum to watch Greer perform Walks Like Heidi Klum. That? Wow. <laughs> necessary all they're doing is stating the facts and it's the most vicious possible can you sing a little bit of this walks like heidi klum song no i don't know the words unfortunately this lawsuit is not the first time that greer has improperly attempted to use the legal system to gain access to a woman's celebrity (laughs) (laughs) to the contrary this lawsuit is simply the latest in a troubling and (laughs) well-documented pattern Like, do you really have to dog walk him like that? I, uh, something about being called troubling is so... Troubling. It's oh my so God. hurtful. I'd rather be called an incel than be called troubling. And this isn't the first time. I don't know if this is intentional. It's probably not because nobody's, like, deep in the internet as we are. But he was also... What hit off the original Taylor Swift lawsuit is he tried to send over and over and over again, like, gifts to her family members. Oh, God. And their family lawyer had written a letter to Greer. They're like, uh, these members of Taylor Swift's immediate family find your behavior to be uncomfortable and troubling. And he fucking lost it. You have to sue. Something about the word troubling in his brain. It was like the fucking, what's it called? The nuclear phrase? Like the secret sleeper phrase that makes you wake up. He was furious. He was so mad about being called troubled. What, what, what are you? No, not troubled. Troubling. Making other people troubled without troubling you are. Imagine coming back from being called troubling. You can't. What are you going to do? Go in court and be like, I am not troubling. I am not. That's the most troubling thing you can say. I mean, mostly troubled people probably. Non-troubled people probably wouldn't sue somebody for calling them troubled, but what what do I know? What do I know? You're not troubling. Somebody at LDS College was to call, like a girl was to call him troubling or something, like when his heart was first broken, because man, that it really is his, that's the button you press. You want to see him just lose his damn mind. I bet they did that on purpose. They're lawyers. They know what they're doing. Very funny. Within just the last few years, Greer has filed at least five lawsuits against woman celebrities. I don't know why they keep saying woman instead of female. Email, whatever. A lawsuit against reality TV personality Farrah Abram, a lawsuit against the singer Ariana Grande, and three lawsuits against the singer Taylor Swift. <laughs> In each of these lawsuits, Greer conceded that he was attempting to gain the attention of these women and, like this case, each involved Greer's attempt to get a female celebrity to listen to a song he wrote about them. Holy shit! What? That's true. It's 100% true. He wrote a song about teen mom Farrah Abrams? I don't think he did, actually. I think he might have written, like, a musical piece and sent it to her. I don't think it's... If he did, I don't think it's publicly available on the internet. Okay. But he might have. All right. Um... Yeah, because Greer, this is another one of Greer's weird uh, modus operandi, is he 
is under the impression that female celebrities, like if you've ever watched a really bad old movie about teenagers in high school yes. and there's like a really beautiful, popular girl and maybe she feels self-conscious because she thinks everybody only likes her because of her looks. And then like a fat or ugly guy will be like, you're so, I love your personality. You're so funny and kind and not pay attention to her looks. And then she like falls in love with them. You know, those shitty, terrible like yes. cliches yeah. Russell thinks that's real life so he is under the impression that he is the only one that compliments uh famous celebrities personalities like his big thing with fair Abram he's like everybody else tells you you're beautiful but I love you for you Farah. you're an amazing person and I just want to show you that you're beautiful inside and out and then some intern like like that and he took it as uh, yeah now I want to go on a date with Farah Abram and then some intern like that and then he sued because he assumed that was Farah Abram personally like agreeing to go on a date with him I forgot about that he alleged I remember these lawsuits from a long time ago I'm not kidding listeners he alleges reliance he alleges that, like, by hitting like, she has, like, signed a binding contract to go on a date with him. And he says, like, I relied on the promise of this date from this like. It's so fun. God damn. Now, now I'm getting nostalgic for old Rosicurial lawsuits. What did you do to me? I've hurt you. I've hurt you. Oh, and even, even if it has a quote here, that he has quotes within the legal document proving that he wrote the songs to tell them that they're beautiful. Like, basically, tell me this isn't exactly what I just explained to I'm you. I'm listening. Um, Greer decided in the summer of 2015, this is a quote from Greer. This is Greer's words from Greer's lawsuits. Okay. Greer decided in the summer of 2015 that he would try getting Farrah Abrams' attention by writing a song for her to show her that she's, quote, naturally beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have the next one. What is the most disturbing about this case in reference to Greer versus Swift? I think number what number who gives a fuck? What is the most disturbing about this case is that Greer gave his all. He made a song about Taylor to get her attention and went the correct route of pitching it to Swift with hoping his story works and would give him leverage. You know, like we were talking about before the right to an entertainment career. Yes. Also, pussy leverage. Like, clearly that's the leverage they're talking about. However, when these women purportedly slighted or ignored Greer, he filed suit claiming they had discriminated against him because of his disability and caused him emotional distress. Greer has also sued a female sex worker for alleged slights. (laughs) Each of Greer's lawsuits was promptly dismissed or otherwise failed. (laughs) equally disturbing at least three of these women have secured protective orders against him true 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 god damn they are dog walking this guy (laughs) holy shit they're pimp slapping him in the court of law and there was like no reason to do this like the next section is called the court should compel arbitration including on any threshold which is basically saying yeah here's the part in the contract where you signed you agreed to do this thing so we're gonna make him do this thing now like there was no reason for them to include that first part no there is a reason it's like it's really entertaining for the laws like they're keeping this judge's attention they're building this like they're building like this super villain in this little and they've used like two pages to do it they're doing such a good job (laughs) 
In the instant suit, Greer is once again inappropriately using the judicial system to try to gain access to a woman celebrity. Here, Heidi Klum. Accordingly, Marathon now moves to compel this case to arbitration so that it may promptly resolve Greer's claims in the forum to which he agreed. And then there's a whole uh, legal argument on the arbitration shit, so I'm just gonna skip forward (laughs) over all of that. So that's basically all the funny parts. Like, then it gets into actual legal nonsense for, like, 20 pages. I don't feel the need to cover that, but uh, there is a incredibly also fucking funny uh, document that's included with this. The lawyer uh, who Russell was in communication with during this whole uh, rigmarole. That VP he kept emailing. Has submitted like an affidavit. So I would like to read that to you now, including with uh, screenshots of all the emails he and Russell so kindly exchanged. This is great. Isn't this awesome? Yes. So this is the statement from Molly M. Lenz. I, Molly M. Lenz, declare and affirm as follows. And this kind of sets up the emails. It's like a little story. I'm a partner at the law firm of blah, 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 counsel for Fremantle Productions. On January 5th, 2022, I sent Russell Greer an email asking Greer to dismiss his lawsuit in favor of arbitration as he agreed in his audition agreement and provided his case authority in support of that request. And that's attached. On January 6th, I spoke to Greer by telephone to discuss inter alia my request that Greer comply with the arbitration process provisions in his audition agreement during our conversation greer told me that he would dismiss his lawsuit and commence arbitration if marathon were to agree to pay his arbitration costs and fees greer reiterated that proposal in an email to me later the day a true and correct copy of greer's email is attached attached as exhibit three is a copy of the january 6th through january 12th email exchange among greer my co-counsel joel schwartz and me the email exchange is a continuation of Exhibit 2. In this email exchange, Greer first claimed that his January 6th proposal that he would dismiss his claims in favor of arbitration was a, quote, slip of the tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Later in the email, Greer admitted that he made the proposal as, quote, reverse psychology. Wow. Exhibit 4 is a copy of a January 9th email from Greer to me. In this email, in support of Greer's request that Marathon allow him to perform before the celebrity judges, Greer stated as follows, quote, Since my $3,000 act was written about Heidi Klum, let's have the judge decide whether she likes it or not, and not an arbitrator or court judge. The judge? Oh, oh, okay. See, because he seems to be in question that what's a... like, being contested here is the validity of whether or not the song's good. Right. Not, like, whether or not he should be... Because, obviously, he should be allowed, because that's discrimination if he's not. Of course. So, obviously, he thinks that they're saying, oh, no, you can't do it because Heidi Klum won't like it. Right. So, we're going to have a judge tell you whether or not it's good enough right. to show Heidi Klum. Right. Okay. Okay. So, he's bringing a third legal system, the America's Got Talent X's and O's legal system. Okay. Finally, somebody understands. In addition, in the same email, Greer stated that, quote, I have a few news reporters lined up who are interested in covering this. I know big orgs like Fremantle and Marathon hate bad publicity. So I have the major pieces in this game of chess. Oh my god! (laughs) This guy's a psycho! I love this! Oh my god, cringe! (laughs) Under penalty of perjury, blah, blah, blah. You want to read some emails? Yes. <laughs> All right. We got exhibit one. So first email from Molly Lenz to Greer. I think this is her being like, hey, shit kicker. Why don't you kick rocks and go all the way to, you can take this, shove it all the way to arbitration court like you originally signed, dickhead. Yeah, I'm not reading all this shit. And uh, Russell responds back after they have this phone call. 
Molly, nice talking to you today. I've proposed the amended complaint to you at the latest by tonight. But the question I wanted to pose is, why drag this out? What I'm asking for is not funny. In fact, or yeah, what I'm asking for is not money. In fact, the two other scenarios facing us would cost me more. Alternate scenario one. I accept arbitration and Fremantle still has to pay $1,750 for me plus $1,750 for your counterclaim in addition to a 12% case management fee. Alternate to scenario two, your client doesn't accept me going on the show. I continue the lawsuit. Worst case scenario, I lose and then I emergently appeal to the Ninth Circuit causing more time and money for them. But in that scenario, they still take the chance of losing either in the district court or on appeal because I do believe that I have case law and the ADA statute on my side. Not only would it be a risk to lose, but they also face the prospect of a blemish of having a court face the prospect of the blemish of having a court find they discriminated against me that would be two strikes against the company in 10 years not a good look oh my god so not only is having me on the show the cheaper option it's also pretty hard to argue unfairness and the integrity of having me on when in motion i showed that the producers are well known to recruit acts who bypass the preliminary audition that in itself is unfair and belies the unfairness agreement, you see, because the producers sometimes uh, seek out people yeah. and like ask them if they want to come on the show. That means that Russell has to also go on the show. Of course, that's what that means. That's exactly what that means. Right, exactly. Yes. Also, I do have controlling case law here in the Ninth Circuit, blah, blah, blah. Lastly, the judge has already proofread my complaint, and she said I stated all four prongs of discrimination, which I assume is like a teacher being like, yeah, you use all the vocab words in your sentence proofread <laughs> good job uh most of all i had a talent and the unique song they look for the song is about heidi klum so yes honestly let's have the judges decide if they like the song if they don't and i get buzzed off then so be it i move on with my life narrator he would not move on with his life <laughs> but in terms of unfairness it seems unfair for me to write a song and me not to be able to perform it It that does seem unfair unfair that's unfair see and it's not just him a lot of my bandmates told me to bring up that she should get to hear it too so his bandmates are going to be disappointed too if he if he doesn't get on the show he's got existing bandmate case law in his corner exactly he's filled out all four pillars of the bandmates all right so the next couple of messages are formatted a bit weird so it might take me a sec to figure out where exactly things start because these are set up by someone who's never used a computer before totally okay you're doing so good okay so like remember in our story uh after that uh russell agreed an email to do the arbitration and then she called him was like hey how about doing the arbitration thing and he was like no uh so this is the email where he's like no uh <laughs> that didn't happen so after after they have this conversation where Fremantle agrees to pay half of his arbitration cost should he just do it in arbitration uh he she sends him the following email Russell, thank you for confirming your agreement that Fremantle need not respond to the motion for a preliminary injunction until after you've amended it. And yes, Fremantle agrees not to move to compel arbitration until after the court decides whether to accept. I've gone ahead and prepared the attached short stipulation. Uh, can you sign it, please? Nice. And he says, yes, that stipulation's fine with me. 
Additionally, to me, misspeaking about arbitration, I was also only saying that as reverse psychology. My thinking was that if I say only to do it if they paid, Fremantle and Marathon wouldn't want to do arbitration because they wouldn't want to pay, thus closing all avenues of arbitration. See, because instead of wanting to go through their own courts, they would much prefer to pay for, like, you know, their their lawyers to go outside and go to the big boy courthouse. Ah, the classic case of reverse versus psychology, 1942. Yeah. I remember when that hit the Supreme Court. They ruled against it, which meant they were ruling for it. I can't believe it. Wow. <laughs> wow. So that was my mistake for saying that at all. So this where he's just like, no, ah, no, ah, that was a reverse psychology. I'm not going to your stupid court. <laughs> We're going to- so weird. <laughs> We're going to big boy court. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Something about service. Uh, she emails back, Russell, I disagree that it was a slip of the tongue. <laughs> especially as you reconfirmed your agreement via email later that day. Leaving that aside, we will review your proposed amendment. Separately, you've sent us a copy of your motion for a preliminary injunction via email, but did not serve it. This is a recurring problem for Russell as well. Given the failure pro- to properly serve the motion, Fremantle does not believe it currently has a deadline to respond. However, I also believe any of your agreement over this point should be moot, as I presume that you intend to amend your motion to cover Marathon as well. Accordingly, I'd like to see if we can agree that Fremantle does not need to respond. Blah, boring, 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 boring. Leaving aside the procedural issues above, Fremantle intends to move to compel arbitration. So Russell Blight writes back, Hi, Molly. I admittedly misspoke when I said I would accept arbitration. It was a slip of the tongue as i reaffirm what i said during the call i never purposely waived my civil rights remedies the term all statute was so broad and i also didn't think one could wave away their civil rights only tort claims i have no idea what the fuck he's saying i don't know what he's talking about but he sounds very upset and i like when he's upset and but i do i get this part anyways arbitration can't give me what i want what i have to And what the purpose of filing this complaint was to use my ADA statutory rights for an injunction when I saw that Fremantle did not want to help me or care about my plight. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I will not be agreeing to dismiss the case unless Fremantle and Marathon agree to let me go on the show. (laughs) Please let me know what you think of my Second Amendment complaint. This is so great. This is like the best day ever for a lawyer. You're getting paid like (laughs) $1,000 an hour. There's no stakes. There's no threat. It's just fun. You're just fucking with a crazy guy. Like, like they said on the thing, they're like, hey, could you sign this? This is a thing that is, like, clearly super good for us and not good for you. Could you sign this? Like, what if he did? Great. Then, then you're done. Then you can go to the beach. What if he doesn't? Then you get paid $1,000 an hour. It's like, you win either way with this guy. This is great. It's doubly funny because he already did sign it. Like, yes! the question is a mood. Like, it doesn't matter what he does or says. He already signed it. So the end results be the same. It's just whether or not you buy two Chanel bags on the ride home instead of one. Right. I also love how he's, like, being like, I'm trying to save you guys money here. I'm trying to save you money. Try to save you money by making me famous on your television show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to see seventeen hundred dollars. You think America's got telecoms a shit about seventy? They buy like seventy hundred dollars worth of bottled water every hour. Yeah, like they really? don't fucking care. Holy shit! Seventeen hundred dollars like would pay for like one of Heidi Klum's shoe repairs for just one of them, like the left shoe. The left shoe. Everyone knows it's the cheaper shoe. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Molly's having such a good time laughing at Russell that she has to call in her uh, work husband Joel Schwartz. Nice. So the next couple emails are between multiple people all right 
Thank you for your email. As reflected below during our call on Thursday, you proposed two alternatives. One, you dismiss the complaint and commence arbitration, provided that Marathon agrees to pay half of your arbitration costs. This is basically her being like, okay, I'm going to, because I'm roping my colleague in to see how funny this is. I'm just going to do... <laughs> like like you're right, you know when you start a new season of Netflix, it'll be like last season on us. Right. Is it, <laughs> this is basically what she's doing here. A quick recap. <laughs> a quick replay. Or two, Marathon agrees to allow you to advance to the next round of the show without any admission of liability. Marathon agrees to your first proposal that in exchange for your dismissal of your complaint in federal court, Marathon will agree to cover half of your arbitration fees. Please understand that this is not an admission of liability. To the contrary, Marathon continues to strenuously deny your assertion. Also, you notice how they keep saying we will pay for half of your fees, not for your half of the fees. They're, they're going to try to stick this guy with the bill for half of $700 just because they can. This is great. For the avoidance of doubt, Marathon does not agree to any other claims. <laughs> On this audition agreement, to facilitate this process, I've prepared the attached short stipulation, which memorializes this party's agreement. Please confirm that we have approval to sign on your behalf, and we could get this on file tomorrow, which will also avoid the need for you to amend your uh, complaint. We are approved to sign on your behalf. And this is so great. They are so horny to get this thing, this thing done. Okay, so Russell, after being uh, told, Russell really, really, really does not like when people just repeat back things that when they slander him by just repeating back things that he said or agreed to and did. How dare they? In the past. Yeah. Because like, that was like Russell of 10 minutes ago. This is Russell now and Russell now did not agree to this horseshit. Of course not. So he writes back, Dear Molly, I apologize for delay in sending blah, 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 legal shit. Uh, admitted my complaint. Uh, please read and get back to me. I'm hoping your clients will grant my request of going on the show and then I will dismiss the case. Because if you think about it, one, the <laughs> <laughs> One, the judge said in her November order that I already satisfied its discrimination complaint. And although you say I can't prove discrimination, the judge already thinks that I have shown that, which is, not I don't know, chief. I'm not no, uh, I'm not Sarancha Esquire. That don't seem quite right to me. No, it doesn't. That's like saying I turned in my homework. My teacher agreed that I turned in my homework. Ergo, she agrees I got 100% on it. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Also, the ADA statute defines discrimination as failing to make a modification to a policy or practice, which Fremantle and Marathon failed to do when my contract attorney sent them a request back in April. So what's, I think that's the ignoring people is discrimination argument again. True. So the best argument to have is that the release I signed bars me from suing, which I have strong argument to show that delegation clause is unconscionable. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> what you just said is so the best argument I, I you have is that i did sign a contract saying i would do exactly what you're telling me to do but good luck proving that Seems like a pretty strong argument but okay with that said since my three thousand act was written a thousand dollar act was written about heidi klum let's have the show judge decide whether she likes it or not and on arbitrator or a court job it's honestly that simple best russell greer god damn so and then we have this clusterfuck of an email. So then remember, I told you that uh, 
her assistant or coworker was looped in on this. Yes. So he takes the liberty of, I guess he's on crazy duty today because he takes the liberty of responding <laughs> to him. Russell, I'm a colleague of Molly Lenz and I'm working with her in connection with our representative of Fremantle. We reviewed your proposed Second Amendment complaint and do not object to seeking leave to amend your complaint to add Marathon. Because this is your Second Amendment complaint, you will need to seek leave from the court, assuming you make uh, for the court Fremantle does not oppose as for the party stipulation, which was so ordered by the court, we'd like to meet and confer with with you about uh, amendments to the complaint. Molly had to travel, and today, but she'll be in touch next week. And Zach, and Russell replies back, Zach, thank you for your response. I was going to add in one more addition to the complaint, and that is, since you're not going to try compelling arbitration, I'm going to add a paragraph or two under the not affecting Fremantle speech section. Also, I sent Molly an email about reaching out to Fremantle Marathon again. Zach writes back, thank you for your email. As an initial matter, we ask that you comply with your agreement to arbitrate. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you can talk about this all you want, stupid. We're still doing that. It's not going away just because you're ignoring it. Should you continue to refuse to do so, we will have no choice but to move to compel arbitration and, in conjunction with our motion, reserve our right to seek our fees and costs in conjunction therein as the motion should not have been necessary. Nice. That said, should you proceed with your proposed Second Amendment, we ask that you send us the revised draft so we can confirm that we are on the same page. We don't anticipate any issues and we'll get it back to you properly. Separately, as noted in the stipulation that was entered by the court earlier this month, we would like to meet with you, blah, 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 legal crap, legal crap. Russell responds back, Zachary, please stop threatening me. (laughs) (laughs) Zachary, please stop threatening me with arbitration and attorney's fees. You can thank your clients for having such a vague and confusing arbitration agreement. I am not accepting arbitration because I didn't specifically agree to arbitrate my civil rights claim. Nowhere in that agreement did it mention me arbitrating my civil rights. I guess they didn't anticipate that Heidi Klum would assault the disabled man in this way. No, clearly, no, clearly they didn't. It's unfortunate that they didn't have the imagination to know that Heidi Klum would do something so monstrous. So full of malice as, I don't know, nothing. I think isn't that technically what she did do here is nothing. It's not even her doing anything. It's just Fremantle doing nothing. But her nothingness in itself is troubling. It's like they say, your silence speaks volumes, Heidi Klum. <laughs> sure does. A person signing the agreement must explicitly agree to waive the specific right in question. That is controlling law in this circuit. Exclamation points. You know, he's not fucking around. Holy shit. He's breaking out the exclamation Boy, this guy's getting putting his big boy legal pants on. <laughs> Your clients further shot themselves in the foot by not having any way for a person to ask a question when signing the agreement, thus forcing them to take it them in a take it or leave it position. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes. exact. You can also not audition for AGT. <laughs> it is a take it or leave it position. Yeah, that's the leave it part, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I have offered you the least expensive option, and that is signing the stipulation to dismiss and letting me go on the show. Because I wrote a song about a show judge, right? So let's right, right. Like this is so fucking obvious; it's infuriating. So let's have that judge decide if she likes it or not, and not a court judge or an arbitrator, like you are oddly insisting for. Yeah, you're oddly insisting that I that I abide by the agreement I signed. How weird! You're so weird. You are oddly not kowtowing immediately to my demands to be on your international television program. And not sing my song. (laughs) And stand next to someone I hired at the mall to sing my song at Heidi Klum. Your client's actions with this are just further proving my point. Their claims of diversity are hollow. It is so insulting for your team to say that tons of people audition and don't make it. Were they disabled? 
Did they have to invest money to even compete? Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, God. <laughs> also, if they don't want to sign the stipulation, I have a few news reporters lined up. Who- oh, yes, I'm sure. I'm sure this guy's got the New York Times and the Washington Post on speed dial. I'm sure if he doesn't, I'm sure their legal team has him on speed dial. Yeah. And dismiss whatever... Stupid bullshit he flings at that wall. Oh, my. How many of these news reporters are people from the Internet pretending to be news reporters? Be like, Russell, you should really take this to the wall. Yeah, this is amazing. Hi, my name is John New York Times. And, I, and I'm really this is a this is front page news. And I know that big orgs like Fremantle and Marathon hate bad publicity. So I have the major pieces in this game of chess. God. I'll take a potato chip and eat it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Again, I asked that Marathon slash Fremantle sign the stipulation and we resolve this quietly because I'm pretty hurt by my treatment and your clients have done my best to keep this on the hush hush. Russell, not even a best this time, just Russell. RussellGreer.com, except for my iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course. All right. All so right. Yeah, those are all the docs we got from the AGT response. So that's it? That's it. That's it for today, I think. I mean, No, are- no, no. That's not it for today. I'm not moving. Get it all out now. Read you read every stupid little thing you've got, unless of course you're way too baked to continue, which is what is happening. This guy is so sad and depressing. I hate this guy. I don't want, I don't like that I'm saying this guy's name. I want nothing to do with this guy. The closer this guy is to my life, the worse my life gets. Okay, well, listeners, here's what I'll tell you. Here's what I'll tell you. I will agree that I'm conceding this episode here because I'm tired. However, Asterius is stopping you from ever hearing my my delicious commentary because he's being unreasonable. I am willing to not move. I've set up everything. Got a nice camera. Nice microphones. Why don't you read the rest of all this stuff, Rancho? Because I'm tired. Why don't you just do it tomorrow? You want me to edit two episodes on my on our nice vacation? No, I want you to make this the next episode. We can bring in a guest. We'll bring in a thought cop or what? A, a thought cop or two. You want me? To... I was wake on. We were just pulling name out of the Discord. You know, invite somebody on. You know how hard my day job is. I'm. I finally. This is the first time I've taken a vacation, maybe ever in my life. You want me to spend? Even more of my vacation, editing around your stutters and pauses because you're way too stoned to be reading these documents. You heard it here. Asterios not only does not care about your enjoyment of the show, he also hates my stutter, which is ableist. I'm going to sue ADA discrimination lawsuit. Here we come. You have the right to be entertained, listener. <laughs> Call Asterios Coconuts and you tell him, give me entertainment. Give me Greer. Give me Greer. Give me Greer. That's it. For the loudest podcast, <laughs> did you enjoy doing an episode stoned out of your mind? I did. I think I had a pretty good time. I'm coming down now. I'm feeling good. I'm vibing. I'm cruising. I'm literally just vibing. Okay, that's cool. Can we get Del Taco for lunch? We said we would try to eat healthy. Can I get Del Taco for lunch? Well, I have to drive because you're stoned. Yes. All right, I'll take you to Del Woo! Taco. Woo! Birthday! Okay, all right, we're going to Del Taco. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye! Bye!